Good morning. This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, bringing you another study from God's Word, bringing you, thus saith the Lord, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And we just appreciate being back with you today, this morning. Maybe it's early morning hours there where you're listening. But we've been bringing you a series of studies now for a few days on this subject, uh, Satan, the God of this world. And we're looking at the general subject this morning, have been there for a day or two, Satan and and the Bible. That's right. Did you know Satan hates God's word? Why do you think that men inspired by Satan have done their best to whittle away the word of God, to water down the scriptures, and then Satan's emissaries in our pulpits across this nation and around the world have taken on the Bible to, uh, to tear it to pieces and cut it to pieces, whittle it to pieces, but they'll, they can't do it, my friend. Oh, they'll turn, folks. Many folks will be deceived. But we want to look again uh, this morning at Satan and the Bible. Let's look uh, from God's Word. Let's notice a, a truth. The truth of sinner's salvation that Satan's angels of, angels of light, uh, they, they'll not have it. The truth about salvation. The Word of God says that man has no righteousness and that he's not on trial, but he's under sentence. Man has already been found guilty of his sin, and he's only on a reprieve now. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, I know, my friend, in listening to pastors and preachers across this nation, over the radio and the television, in the papers, in the periodicals, I see that we have hardly anyone standing up now calling sin, sin. I have folks tell me, oh, Trailblazer, I hear you every morning, and, and I just don't hear, I just don't hear your kind of preaching. Oh, I know that I'm rough around the edges, they say, uh, but listen, they say the truth is what goes home to my heart, and I appreciate them telling me that. I wish you'd write me let me know but Romans 3 uh, 19 says let every mouth be stopped has your mouth ever been stopped sinner did you know you never get saved until your mouth is stopped running off at the mouth that's right folks are running off at the mouth so much that the Bible says let every mouth be stopped awaken sinner the best advice I have for you when the Lord shows you that you're a sinner just keep your mouth shut you don't have to run and blabber to every poor individual you know. And say, I'm lost. I'm just lost. I'm a lost sinner. No, keep your mouth shut. They don't understand you. They make fun of you when your back's turned. Just keep your mouth shut. Oh, I, I appreciate you talking to me, telling me what the Lord's doing for you. But I don't mean to run you to mean for you to run up and down the street telling every Tom, Dick, and Harry you, that you're lost. But if the Lord gives you opportunity, listen now. 3.18 says all, Romans 3.18 says all are condemned already, not tomorrow, but now. Romans 3.9 says all are under sin. I wish you'd read that entire book of Romans for our study as we go through this particular uh, chapter here of these, uh, these studies on Satan. I wish you'd read that. Ephesians 2.2 2 says all are children of disobedience. Romans 3.12 says there is none righteous, no, not one. Therefore, the conclusion of God's word, that's right, is that all shall die. The soul that sinneth it shall die. Therefore, every individual out of Christ is under the sentence of death, condemned to die unless he's pardoned by the grace of God. Now, my friend, every born-again child of God has a pardon in his pocket. That's right. 
he goes about with a pardon signed by the God of all the universe. Here is here is what here is where the love of truth comes in. Satan's emissaries will preach it in a general way. That's true. Many, many preach truth, but the word of God says that this is the truth. The sinner must know, must see, must acknowledge. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, the sinner must come under the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to see himself condemned to die under the sentence of death with no righteousness and no ground for appeal and acknowledge it. And I've told you before, I've had folks ask me, said, Pastor, Trailblazer, what do you mean by Holy Spirit conviction? Do you, is, that a, is that a question in your heart? Let me just tell you briefly. Every sinner, every individual who comes into this life from the womb is a sinner by birth a sinner by nature, a sinner by choice. We sin because we want to sin. And then we are sinners by God's decree. God has called us sinners. That's like I read to you there a moment ago from Romans 3. That man, that woman goes about day by day. He may be religious, may not be. And if the Lord never touches that heart, they'll go to hell. But one day, one day, the Lord touched my heart. Every child of God, the Lord initiates that work in his heart. You don't just decide one morning to be a, a, a child of God. Oh, you may join the church because of some kind of pressure that's put upon you, your wife or your family, or say, oh, Dad, you ought to join the church now. You're getting old. You ought to. No, my friend, that's not salvation. When Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit broods over your heart, begins to probe your heart there, he calls things to your attention. You've heard the truth somewhere, read in God's Word somewhere. And the, the Holy Spirit says, ah, is that you, sinner? Are you saved? Are you, uh, do you know the Lord? All of those things, my friend, takes place under the Holy Spirit's power. And that's what we call Holy Spirit conviction. That's right. He's, he's, he's uh, convicted of sin by the Holy Spirit. Satan's lie is found in this, that he preaches only the half-truth, the half-gospel. That is, faith in Jesus. And when he leads an individual to put his so-called faith in Jesus, it's faith. It's faith of the flesh. It's not of God's elect. The preacher, being blinded to his, uh, his own condition, tells a blinded sinner that he's saved, never having seen the truth of his own salvation. He doesn't know the difference, and Satan's, he's Satan's emissary, and they both wake up in hell together. That's right, the, the pastor and his converts, because neither one of them know anything about the saving grace of God. They know nothing about being a sinner, needing to be saved. Another one of Satan's lies is that all are good. Oh, there's good in every man. We just need to bring it out. Present-day psychology and soul winning is, let us appeal to man's dignity and man's honor and get him into the church and get him dedicated his life and his talents. On that basis, they present uh, the, the, the present-day churches are padding their roles. They have a quota to fill. Our young preachers going out and taking over some church, assuming the pastorship, and they have a, a quota to fill, just like a sales 
salesman in a, in a, uh, a construction office. They have a sale. They have a quota. That's right. And they pad their rolls with blinded sinners, and they don't know the difference. They get these little decision days where the Bible schools, the Bible classes, have their little six, seven-year-olds make a decision for Jesus, and they run to the secretary and put it down in their day book, and they file that with the denominational headquarters, and they call that a soul winner. My friend, that's no such a thing as that. Every sinner who ever gets saved has to see himself. And if you never see yourself as a sinner, you'll wake up in hell without warning. The Word of God says, except ye repent. Oh, I know now. Don't, don't, let you, don't fly off the handle. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Now, that's God's Word. All who never come to repentance and receive Christ as their Savior and Lord are bound for hell. Listen to God's word in Acts 17.30. The times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Does that leave you out, my friend? You say you don't have to repent? Where, where are you at in that statement? That's God's word. That's exactly right. It says for all men everywhere to repent. Not just the ones here in South Louisiana, not the ones there in Arkansas, not the ones up there in Michigan. All men everywhere. For he hath appointed a day in which he shall judge or will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. Whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he raised him from the dead. We see from this verse of scripture that God commands men to repent. And then warns them if they do not, do not. He has a day appointed, a day of judgment, when they must appear before the Lord Jesus Christ as judge. Yes, I conducted a funeral yesterday for one of our saints of God here that's been here with us for many, many years. And Lord called her home after being ill for several years. And uh, I was able to talk with her recently and tell me what the Lord means to her, telling her what, uh, telling me how the Lord saved her in her weakness, in her sickness. And yet she was praising the Lord. And I stood there for 30, 45 minutes and told that large congregation how God saved a sinner. My friend, it's not my purpose nor my design to heap laurels on the, on the hip, head of the dead. No, they're going on to be with the Lord if they're saved. And if not, they're sold in eternity. But I stood there and told those folks about the judgment day. Have you ever heard about the judgment day that's coming? There'll be a throne set there called a judgment seat. And every individual who's never been saved will stand there and be judged. And the Lord will sit on the throne. And one of the recording angels will stand there. And he'll tell the angel, look and see if so-and-so's name's there in the book. He'll say, he'll come back and he'll say, no, Lord. No, my Lord. His name, I don't find his name there. And I believe with all my heart that he'll say, go back. Go back and look now. Go back and look. Make sure that his name is not there. And he'll come back and he'll say, no, sir. His name's not there. And then you know what's going to happen? You won't say a word, my friend. You don't have any defense, but you won't be able to say a word. You'll be standing there with your head bowed. Listen, and the Lord will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Now, that's what's, that's what's going to happen, my friend, just as sure as, uh, as, as you're sitting where you're sitting this morning, as sure as you're sitting there eating your breakfast, sit as sure as you're out there on the freeway in your car listening and maybe cussing the old trailblazer for being true to your soul. One day, your pastor's going to stand there if he's not saved and, 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 and give an account. And, and I believe that his congregation 
is going to rail on him and say, Preacher, why didn't you teach us? Why didn't you tell us about this judgment place? Why didn't you tell us that we needed to repent? Oh, my friends, I'm here in, in, in at Trailblazer headquarters at this uh, radio missions where we preached day by day, day in, day out, time after time. And I stand here behind this sacred and holy desk, behind this microphone, and cry aloud and spare not. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's right. Oh, I could if I could just drag you out of Satan's clutches, you who are blinded by Satan, steeped with pride. Oh, I saw folks there at that funeral who were so proud. They had on every kind of a, a, a garb that you could get a hold of. They were made up like a fit for a queen, like a banquet with earrings dangling and all of those diamonds on their glasses and all of those things and rings on their fingers and watches and bracelets on their arms and, and just a jingling and jangling and all of those things are so foolish. But I saw pride there. But oh, I'm praying that the Lord took a word. I had to stand there and look that crowd in the face and say, do you know the Lord? Are you a child of God? Can you look up and say, thank you, Lord, for saving this poor old sinner? Or are you blinded by Satan? Are you believing that your name on some church roll somewhere is security? Is that your rock that you're standing on, friend? Is that what you're standing on, waiting for the Lord to come get you? No, you won't be there. You'll be standing before that judgment bar and have to give an account. Oh, you'll have to give an account. But the Lord will say, depart from me. I never knew you. You may say, well, haven't we cast out devils? Hadn't we prophesied in thy name? Hadn't we done many wonderful works? But the Lord will say, depart from me. I never knew you. And you'll be cast into outer darkness. Would you just close your eyes there this morning, wherever you are, if you're not in your car, and close your eyes and let's see what the darkness is? Did you ever look at darkness? Have you ever been in one of those marvelous caves out there? in New Mexico and they turn the lights out. That's darkness, my friend. That's outer darkness. Oh, I wish I had more time this morning. Our time gets by so rapidly. But this is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to a close. This is Pastor Alvin Pendarvis speaking. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785. Goodbye and God bless you until next time. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. 